day 278. Welcome to the Word in 3D, where we're going deep into God's Word. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected my knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. We're promoting the Word of God so that there won't be destruction. We're transforming our imagination and gaining an eternal perspective by reading, praying, and reflecting on God's complete word together. Out of depression, into joy. Out of bondage and walking in freedom. Join us, the word in 3D. Let's go. Dear Heavenly Father, we set you apart above everything. Lord, you are number one. You are at the beginning of our day. You are not a man that you should lie. Lord, we recognize you, respect you as the top. We only bow down to you and you alone. Lord, just as the heavens are higher by the earth, so are your ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's why we come and confess that we need you. That, Lord, we bow down before your throne, Lord. We bow down to your pattern of life and throw away any boasting that we may have, Lord. It is only in you and only in your word that we can come to the knowledge of completeness and fullness in Christ. So we thank you for Jesus, for his love, his mercy, his kindness, his goodness, his grace, Lord. We humbly bow before uh, your son, Lord. We, we say that Jesus is the way to you. The only through the lens of Jesus that we are able to see you correctly. And we thank you for Jesus. Lord, right now we ask you that you supply us with wisdom, understanding, Lord, that we see this word on this on this paper the way you see it, Lord. It's not just the words, but the, the heart behind the words, the instructions that you are trying to convey to us, Lord. Let us not see it as just mere men, but Lord, let us see it with the eyes of the Holy Spirit to know your heart, to know your will, to know your way, and to walk it out here and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Psalms 117, praise the Lord all you nations, extol him all you peoples, for great is his love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's reflect on that for a moment. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this? And what instructions did you get from this passage? I really just remember that he he did everything that he did and, and he is for everybody. I think that's the biggest thing that's just really standing out to me. Like, praise the Lord, all you nations. Like when he created Adam and Eve, he had all people in mind. And like, even though he had his own people, you know, like the people of Israel, Jewish people, he still intended for them to be light to all nations, you know, so he still had everybody in mind the whole time. And, and that's just something that's, that's so not of this world, you know, because like, there's always some type of limitations when it comes to the people with people but god said nah this is for everybody so we're encouraged praise the lord all you people because he loves everyone his faithfulness is great um and his love endures forever amen amen yep i'm gonna go on that too praise the lord all you nations extol him all you peoples for great is his love towards us and faithfulness of the lord and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Uh, this morning I was waking up and I was like, you know, there's just sometimes you feel, I think, depressed. You know, there's just things that, you know, happen. But I always see that when we praise God, it's like it changes a whole attitude and perspective on life. It's like eating food. It's almost like um you could be feeling hungry and you'd be like, why am I so hungry? You know, why, why am I so unfulfilled right now? And then you go get some food and you're like, okay, I feel better. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's the same way towards worship and praise and giving God thanks. Um, 
our soul can feel downcast. You know, in other Psalms, it says, you know, my soul, why are you so downcast? Um, and anytime I'm starting to feel that way, you know, I know the first thing to do is to turn my eyes towards God in praise and worship. Um, and it's just, just a great reminder, a great instruction of like his love never fails. His love goes on and on and on. And we don't have to ever be depressed. We don't ever have to feel full of anxiety if we just turn our hearts towards God who gave us that instruction uh, to where we could find our food from. Where do we find our fulfillment in? You know, we find it in his love and it never fails. It keeps going on and endures forever from generation to generation. So uh, it's that's such a great inspiration and instruction and it's real. So uh, Aaron, would you lead us in a prayer just that we retain and remember this small but true verse in Psalms 117. Amen. Father God, we bless your name. We exalt you. We praise you, God. We do extol you, even like the word tells us to do. Father God, I thank you that you've given us this gift of praise. That we can just turn our attention and our affections towards you. Lord God, and when we lift your name up, when we magnify you and we glorify you and bless you and praise you, God, it's like nourishment to our souls. It gives us um, comfort and reminder and refreshing that you are God alone, that you are in charge, um, that your love towards us is great. And your faithfulness towards us does endure forever, Father God. Every time we come to you and we, we turn our minds and our hearts to you, there you are. Every time we're in trouble and we go to your word, you give us direction and you give us comfort. Every time we're, we're happy and we're jubilant, we can remember that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Father, every time we're perplexed and and we we need understanding or wisdom, we can turn to your word. We can we can quiet ourselves and listen to the Holy Spirit, and you'll give us guidance. Father, you're always there. You never fail. Allow us to remember this and retain this, so that as we walk, Father, we'll always keep you in mind. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Up next, we have Colossians chapter 1, verse 24, uh, going to chapter 2, verse 5. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Pastor Aaron. Amen. He is the one we claim. He is the one, excuse me, we proclaim. Admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Michael. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may be full of the riches, full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is 
in Christ. Let's reflect on that. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 to chapter 2, verse 5. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Verse 27, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is in Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Once again, that the Gentiles, basically, it was basically just Jews and Gentiles, right? You're either part of the Jew or you're like everybody else, you know, and, um, I just love that God's plan was to share about Christ with everybody. You know, when Christ came, he was going to be for everyone. He was the savior and the Messiah of, of the Jews and, and anybody that would put their faith and their trust in him, they could receive him as well. And I also, um, it really just stands out to me going into chapter two. I want to let you know how hard I'm contending for you. Like Paul is going in to make sure that people hear the gospel. And I'm just I'm just really struck by that right now. Like how beautiful is that? Like you weren't getting paid, you're not getting any accolades, you're not getting any shine for this. Like I mean, I devoted his whole life to make sure that uh, people learned about God, learned about Christ. And that just stands out because i'm like what other kind of thing could motivate you so much that you're willing to take beatings you're willing to get mocked you're willing to be you know arrested like just facing all these this um adversity but it's just that the love in you because of christ is just stronger than all that i'm like wow he's really painting a picture of of um the motivation that kept him going and that's just really inspiring to me and really standing out to me in this passage i think if paul didn't have that vision of jesus no nah, i don't i don't think i know if he didn't have that vision of jesus he wouldn't have been able to even do all that suffering you know but it's a reminder to us too that we need a vision of Christ every time we go into ministry, every time we do something, because if we don't have that vision of Christ, we're not going to have the, uh, the um, what is it, the, the power to keep going. We're not going to have the energy to keep going until we have that Amen. relationship and, and see Christ. That's why we do this word in 3D in the morning, because we want to see the revelation of God, you know, and God gives us different revelations throughout the day and throughout whatever we do. But you yeah. know, if we don't have that revelation of Christ, it's just like, what are we doing? We're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to endure. So let's jump to uh, Lawrence. What stood out to you? Uh, what inspiration did you get from this passage? What type of instructions? It's so good, man. It's so good. I love this freaking dude, Paul. It's so good. He says, verse 28, it is the one we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I think, man, in that, I just love the fact that he constantly, he constantly points people to, to Christ. It's not a boasting of self. But he constantly points people to Christ and showing them like it is not anything in me, but it's it's only by Christ in me and the work he's doing in me, how he so powerfully works in me. All the energy in me is from him. And um, I don't know, that just stirred something in me. Um, you know, I didn't get much sleep last night. Uh -huh. And I just, I, I don't know, I just felt the surge of energy just come over me right now because it's in Christ. It is in Amen. Christ. And so, so that just stirred me up this morning, man. Um, man, he even starts off, I now rejoice in what I am suffering for. Come on, man. He's, it's just, it blows me away. 
you know, he knew in the beginning that through all he was going to go through, he, he was going to, he, he was going to endure great suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, even with knowing that, went to the disciples camp, like, let my suffering start with your ridicule. <laughs> like, like this brother is just, I don't know, man. He just, he just got me fired up this morning. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Amen. Michael, can I real fast? Yeah. Jump in real fast? Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated what you were saying about that, like that revelation. Yeah. And, and I know that that was definitely like true for me, you know, like I, I didn't, I haven't yet seen Christ in the same way as Paul did in terms of kind of knock me off a donkey or something like that. But I have absolutely seen his power work in my life, you know, I would pray about things and see him do it. Um, would, would put my faith and my trust in his word and his precepts. And I would see my heart and situation change around me. And it's definitely that revelation for me of him that convinced me like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be sharing him with everybody. You know, I'll keep being like, we talk about being that voice for a different choice. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do it in my life. Um, and to me, I think, like you said, Lawrence, that gives me a different type of energy. Mm-hmm. It gives me a different type of confidence, you know, um, trusting that if I'm telling y'all something, I'm putting it in work. None of this is in vain. If y'all take hold of this, he will do what he said he's going to do. Hey, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. Keep going. You got something? Nah. <laughs> yeah, bro. All right. So the thing, that, the thing too that gets me is like, you know this man knows the scripture, but his heart's intention isn't like, uh, I'm sorry, thanks, motorcycle. All right, but his heart's intention isn't like, you got to get this word in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, his his heart's intention is that you be full of Christ. And and one one of those ways is by getting this word in you. Amen. But it's not. He's like, he's like, it's not the primary. He's like not making that like a primary focus. You know, he's not. You know, making sure I'm preaching a sermon and I gotta have a piece of the word in here. You know, otherwise people are gonna say no. He's like, man, I am living a living testimony to. God just working in and through me. And I see, I see him. You probably can't see it right now, but I see him working in and through you. And you need to get the fullness of this thing. Like, like, like the way he explains it is like, it does ignite. He, he will ignite your flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he even says it in verse 24 and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, which is in the church. Like he could just, he, he like feels it in his, in the physical, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. It's, that was, that's just, you know, he, he's not like trying to smack him with the words, like get this heart in you. My goal is that you may be encouraged in heart and then and united in love so that you may have the full riches and complete understanding in order that you may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are all, all hidden, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Well, you know, the th- biggest thing is, too, I mean, we can't base anything that we do. Everything that God has done has been written. It has been, you know, Jesus, even because this is the biggest thing. Jesus came here. We're doing this in a, a hermeneutics right now. Um, Jesus came down and he, and he came to not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And, you know, even Paul talks, talks about not going past what is written, what is, you know, we, we, we have to be humble under God's word. Because anything the pastor preaches and puts out there, if it's not lined up with God's word, is not right. <laughs> no matter how much he feels it, no matter how much, you know, miracles he do, if he makes gold dust come from the sky, it's like uh, God could be testing the people then. If you read in the other uh, scriptures, it talks about how if a false prophet comes to you 
and he says, and he does these miracles, and he says, okay, let's go follow other gods, and and people do it, then you know they have been led astray from what God, because there are illusions out there. There are things that people are going to be throwing in our faces that if we're not careful, if we just look at all the outer appearances of stuff and not remember what God has told us, just like the temptation with Eve, because Eve saw the fruit and it was beautiful, it was good, it was great, but she forgot the word of God. It's like when she did that, when they both actually, they both did. <laughs> Not was just Eve, but it was Adam and Eve. They both forgot the word of God that he had first spoken. And that's the thing about covenant and, and remembering God's word is that we have to remember what God has spoken and um, hold on to his promises. Because if we don't, we get into this world and the world starts doing this and the world starts doing that. And our eyes start going like this and our eyes start going like that. But if we remember what God has put in our heart and have that vision that he first gave to us, um, it's just like we won't be led astray. And so I see Paul in, in this chapter right here. He's contending with the energy of Christ. And if that living testimony of Jesus actually impacting his life, going back to that first place where God impacted your life and, and remembering what he did in that situation energizes us. It actually energizes us. That word energizes us. Um, I can never forget someone talk about how, how words are energy. When we speak, uh, that's energy. And um, I just see going back to Jesus, the living word of God, you know, when we remember how he has impacted our lives, took us off the road of Damascus and, and, and turned our lives around, you know, that keeps us going. That keeps us running. That keeps us moving forward. And uh, that is just so important. I, you know, and guys, Hallelujah. that is just so important um, that we yeah. remember him, remember his word. Um, Amen. Know his word, man. Yeah. Know it. You gotta, gotta know. You gotta know it. Like that. You said something that made me think. Like, like Eve knew the word. She knew what God said. He asked her what he said, and she told him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, did God really say? Oh, as if to say, let me convince you that that it isn't what he didn't say, but what you what you feel like you. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, let me manipulate what you thought he said. Mm -hmm. You know, but if we, it's a difference between, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that can quote some scriptures, but if you don't know it, know it, I can manipulate you to, to feel like, oh yeah, no, you, you, you a little bit. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to know the intent of the word, why God gave it. And what's his purpose to fulfilling your life? Because there are many different languages, you know, dog in a different, there's a, you know, uh, pero, you know, that in Spanish, that's what it is, you know, but yeah. we understand it, it is a four-legged creature that's hairy. And that's a, it could be a good friend or pet, you know? Um, and so we got to understand like what instruction was God trying to get us to do? What was he trying to keep us uh, from and keep us close to, you know, with his word? Because, you know, it's just like... Yo, I just wanted to... I had to jump in there real quick, bro, because what you said about covenant. Mm -hmm. um, man, it was in a, uh, some study and for, for a sermon this past weekend, but one of the names of God, Elohim, the strong one, the leading, the sovereign, the hero, the highest power, the master of the universe, of life, of all the nations. But this was major, who has given covenant to protect his creation. Mm. Now, to the point you just made, Michael, about how language is different. Remember when we were with uh, Angie and them, and they were telling us about how in Spanish language, there is no word for accountability. Uh -huh. But there is that word that represents co-responsibility, and it means the same thing. And what this spirit is just saying to me now, God, God um, has given a covenant to protect His creation. Now, whatever language you speak, 
there's a way to God's knowledge and wisdom transcends language. Mm-hmm. So it might, may not be the same word in our different languages, but if we're seeking his face, we will find his covenant in whatever language it is that we use, but we just got to know that we know that we know that his covenant is there. Mm-hmm. And as we place our trust in him and our faith in him, he will reveal it to us in, in our language and in ways that we'd be able to then share his hope and his ministry and his goodness with others. Amen. Cause even we are receiving the revelation right now in a different language, you know, yep. when it was given, you know, these people were speaking uh. in Greek. They were speaking in, Bless. you know, because Hebrew. his covenant and his faithfulness endures forever. I don't care if y'all change dialects. I don't care what language you speaking in. My covenant is my covenant. Praise mm-hmm. God. Yes. Actions. What are what what are those words causing us to do, and what are they causing us to think? You know, our hearts are they circumcised? You know. Amen. So. Yes. Lawrence, would you give us, uh, just lead us in prayer, um, just that we remember and retain what was read here, and that we just have greater revelation of what God's showing us. Energize us today, Father. Fill us up today, Father. Stir us up today. Let your word, Lord God, just well up in us, Lord. I just picture a fire, Lord, creating causing the water to boil and overflow out of the pot. Lord God, we just ask for your for your love to fuel our fire today, uh, for your word, for your wisdom, for your purposes uh, to fuel our fire today, that what's in us may overflow into other people's lives, Lord. And so we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. Uh, for the revelation that we have been getting and for what you are preparing for us to receive, Lord. We ask for your spirit of revelation and knowledge to just to just come alongside us today that we may receive revelation in the smallest of things, in your creation, when we're driving, in a song, in a conversation, in your word, Lord God, and, <clears throat> and wherever, Lord God, that we receive your revelation and direction for what you desire for us to do in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Next up, we have Jeremiah chapter nine, verse 17 to 11, uh, verse 17. Therefore, this is what the Lord almighty says. See, I will refine and test them for what else can I do because of the sin of my people? Their tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceitfully. With their mouths, they all speak cordially to their neighbors, but in their hearts, they set traps for them. Should I not punish them for this? Declares the Lord. Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will weep and wail for the mountains and take up a lament concerning the wilderness grasslands. They are desolate and untraveled and the lowing of cattle is not heard. The birds have all fled, and the animals are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, and I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. Who is wise enough to understand this? Who has been instructed by the Lord and can explain it? Why has the land been ruined and laid waste like a desert that no one can cross? The Lord said, It is because they have forsaken my law which I set before them. They have not obeyed me or followed my law. Instead, they have followed the stubbornness of their hearts. They have followed the Baals as their ancestors taught them. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. See, I will make this people eat bitter food and drink poisoned water. I will scatter them among nations that neither they nor their ancestors have known, and I will pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Consider now. Call for the wailing women to come. Send for the most skillful of them. Let them come quickly 
and wail over us till our eyes overflow with tears and water streams from our eyelids. The sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined we are! How great is our shame! We must leave our land because our houses are in ruins! Now you women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the words of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has removed the children from the streets and the youth from the public squares, say. This is what the Lord declares. Dead bodies will lie like dung on the open field, like cut grain behind the reaper, with no one to gather them. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let those who boast, boast about this, that they understand and know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all who are circumcised only in the flesh. Egypt, Judah, Eden, Ammon, Moab, and all who live in the wilderness in distant places. For all these nations are really uncircumcised, and even the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in heart. Hear what the Lord says to you, house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations, or be terrified by signs in the sky, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a skilled worker shapes it with a chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a melon patch, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. Who should not fear you, King of the nations? This is your due. Among all the wise rulers of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is no one like you. They are all senseless and foolish. They are taught by worthless wooden idols. Hammered silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz. What the goldsmith and engraver have made is then dressed in blue and purple, all made by skilled workers. For the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the eternal King. When he is angry, the earth trembles. The nations cannot endure his wrath. Tell them this. These gods who did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. All goldsmiths are shamed by their idols. Their images are a fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. He who is the portion of Jacob is not like these, for he is the maker of all things, including Israel, the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord Almighty is his name. Gather up your belongings to leave the land, you who live under siege, for this is what the Lord says. At this time, I will hurl out those who live in this land. I will bring distress on them so that they may be captured. 
Woe to me because of my injury. My wound is incurable. Yet I said to myself, this is my sickness and I must endure it. My tent is destroyed. All its ropes are snapped. My children are gone from me and are no more. No one is left now to pitch my tent or to set up my shelter. The shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord, for they do not prosper and all their flock is scattered. Listen, the report is coming. A great commotion from the land of the north. It will make the towns of Judah desolate, a haunt of jackals. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure. Not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the peoples who do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him completely and destroyed his homeland. The Book of Jeremiah Continued This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord the God of Israel says. Cursed is everyone who does not obey the terms of this covenant. The terms I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron smelting furnace. I said, obey me and do everything I command you and you will be my people and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. I answered, Amen, Lord. The Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Listen to the terms of this covenant and follow them. From the time I brought your ancestors up from Egypt until today, I warned them again and again, saying, Obey me. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So I brought on them all the curses of the covenant I had commanded them to follow, but that they did not keep. Then the Lord said to me, There is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors, who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods to serve them. Both the house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all when disaster strikes. You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns, and the altars you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not pray for this people or offer any plea or petition for them because I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress. What is my beloved doing in my temple as she with many others works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice. The Lord called you a thriving olive tree with fruit beautiful in form. But with the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire, and its branches will be broken. The Lord Almighty who planted you has decreed disaster for you, because the house of Israel and the house of Judah have done evil and aroused my anger by burning incense to Baal.
Jeremiah chapter 9, starting with verse 17 to chapter 11. And in that verse 17, what stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage? What type of instructions did you get from this passage? And it looks like we have Aaron going first. Yes, sir. Man, so there were a few things. I'm trying to pick out something. It's concrete. I think this part was definitely jumped out to me at first. Jeremiah chapter 10, um, verses like one through like one through like eight. Here's what the Lord says to people of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in heavens. Though the nations are terrified by them. He's, he starts going into the practice of the people are worthless. They cut a tree for the forest. And he starts talking about how they made these idols. And it's just really interesting to me when he's like breaking down. Like, yo, like, don't don't get caught up in what these folks are doing. Like, let me, like, let me break this down. Like they literally woke up early in the morning, <laughs> went out into the woods, cut a tree down, started polishing it and decorating it. And now they worshiping it. And like, when you put it that way, it's like, kind of like, wait, what did they do? And then he goes on verse six. No one is like you, Lord, you are great. You are, your name is mighty in power. Who should not fear you? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just wild to me. I was just breaking it down. What's going on? You know, verse five, this is like a, like a scarecrow in the cucumber field. Their idols cannot speak. He's like, yo, these dudes are out here worshiping hay and sticks. <laughs> yo, like there is none like the true and living God. That just really stood out to me. And it was, uh, just a reminder sometimes how silly this whole model of idolatry, this whole idea of idolatry, but sometimes we really got to break it down to see how foolish it really is. When you say that, Aaron, it reminded me that people take people from communities or they take regular people, like you say, a model or something, and they uh, create this Photoshop image uh, all these images it make these people gods like we do this like we do this like in society today uh i don't know back then they took trees out of forests but p- today people select certain people out of you know crowds to pull them out and create them as this superstar that people bow down and worship and even other people mutilate themselves to become like that person instead of realizing wait God created all you people out here. You should be worshiping God. <laughs> you know. Wow. But uh that's funny. When Aaron was talking, I was the words that popped out to me was like the evolution of idols. Mm. And um I really think there's there's much there. I love the fact that he pulled from the origin to to show them that they went here and got the trees from this and did that from that. Like like even many religions, it's easy for us to pull from the origin. Look, this is where this came from, all right? Um, and that is, I don't know, that's that's something that is going to, that I'm definitely going to be studying about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. So let's go to you, Lawrence. What stood out to you? I guess you already had something, but do you have another verse or uh, something else that stood yeah. out to you? Yes, yes, definitely. I like the fact that um, when it's talking about that, um, they are senseless and foolish. They are taught by worthless wooden idols. Hammered silver, hammered silver is brought to Tarshish. Um, what Wait, the craftsmen what, what, and goldsmith what, have made. What verse are we at? What'd you say? What verse are we at? Oh, this is, this is right after in verse 10, okay. 8 through 10. He says... Um, what the craftsmen and the goldsmith have made is then dressed in blue and purple 
and will and made by skilled workers. Pause. Man, he mentions this again, I believe, in 11 somewhere. Um, well, what, well, what was getting me, I'll just jump right into it. What was getting me was that um, these were, their, were some of their artists of the day crafting these idols. <clears throat> I begin to think of how they also used the skilled people to create um, items that carried the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant, the, you know, all these things. And so for me, I begin to think of, of as artists, our role and what we should play, um, what we should be creating. Um, not, not that which people would idolize, but that which actually carries the presence of God. <clears throat> mm. And so that was one of, the, one, of the, one of the big things that popped out to me. And there were a few other things, but um, yeah. Amen. Praise God, praise God, man. That yeah, like verse. I'm I'm gonna jump on verse fourteen of chapter um, ten. It's like everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. His images are fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless. The objects of mockery and just kind of like what you was talking about Lawrence it's like you know skilled people they take these things and try to put life into them you know um and it's just like you know instead of looking at God who created who's the origin of us all and I think this is a big thing too because it's like we wouldn't have this uh envy or low self-esteem amongst people if people would just realize look this person was taken from the same dirt I was taken from. <laughs> they're they're going to die just like I die. They're not a God. Why am I trembling in their presence? Why am I trembling before them? I should be trembling at the word of God. Um, one big thing that stood out to me is uh, verse 21. The shepherds are senseless. He's talking about the pastors. He's talking about the leaders. And do not inquire of the Lord. So they do not prosper. Every time I think about inquiring, I think about David. Because David, every time brother went to war, he inquired of God. And the times he didn't inquire of God were the times that he failed greatly. You know, he didn't ask, Lord, God, what is your way? What is your will? And, and from that, you know, that's when he failed. So I, that's why I think. And that's why I know that we always have to see and seek God's word and see what he's saying through that. You know, what is he saying through the, the written revelation? What is he saying through this written revelation? And then what is he saying um, through Christ and the spirit? You know, what is he showing? What visions are what, what visions are is he giving us? Because just like even Peter had a vision from God about going to witness to the Gentiles. That wasn't something that he just thought of with his own. You know, a vision came to him and the spirit of God was working in that situation to where everything lined Amen. up. So we just got to be careful. We have to tread carefully, especially as leaders, as people who are giving the word to people and just understand it's like, we have to inquire of God before people come to us and inquire of us and be like, hey, well, what should we do? Well, I'm going to show you what the word tells you to do. I'm not going to make up something and give you some kind of thing that's in the stubbornness of my own heart. You know, I need to give you what, what God is saying. So, yeah, very, very important. Anyone else had anything else to say before we uh, close in prayer? Bro, um, just um, oh, wait, Lawrence. Um, just one one thing I don't know maybe this is for somebody else to look into but or just a thought um, um, Jeremiah 11 um, with the covenant there was a curse and so in my head um, well literally what I wrote down was um, 
there are consequences to breaking the covenant. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, so it's just a, just a thought, man. Yeah. Yeah. Heavenly father, God, I pray that you, um, we just continue to speak to us. Keep us on the right track, Lord God. You put those boundaries in our lives, Lord. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know you, God. That they have the understanding to know that you are Lord, that you exercise kindness and justice and righteousness in all the earth and that you delight in those things father i thank you just for your faithfulness god for continually exercising kindness justice and righteousness on earth surely you do delight in these things father and we need those things for such a time as this kindness justice and righteousness father we cannot find it ourselves we cannot find it in any earthly idols and any icons and any politicians or um, celebrities father we can only find true kindness justice and righteousness in you Lord, i pray that you would give us understanding in that i pray that we would be casting aside our own wisdom and strength and riches and we'd be trading it in for an understanding of you lord god you are the light of the world you are the king eternal you are the way the truth and the life We will exalt you. We will magnify you. Lord God, thank you for putting boundaries in our lives, convicting our hearts, challenging us and calling us closer to you. And thank you for being faithful that when we turn to you and whoever turns to you, you will not turn away from us or from them. We bless you. We praise you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just remembering. Remember this beautiful, beautiful word that God has given us to seek him. Stay in covenant with him. Don't be following these little fake false gods out here. Just walking around hewn from our own dirt. Come on now. Thanks for joining Word in 3D. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also ignore your children. So our purpose is to promote the knowledge of God so people will not be destroyed. Word in 3D is supported by generous gifts and listeners like you. We would like to thank God for all our supporters. Adam Takeda, Shannon Joe Lewis, Eddie Amina Jones, Jody and Dan Mayhew, Aaron Payo Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, Nehemiah Tracy, Charles Mays, and Katie Randall. And for those who give but don't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. God bless. This is Word in 3D. Go deep.